I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Chad and Zay. All right, starting hour number three on a Monday. Did not think we'd be talking as much possum and Aggie spring game as we are today. Yo, y'all, y'all can't tell me nothing. That's a rat. Wow. That's a light-skinned, fat-ass rat. Zay is claiming that the possum needs to be reclassified as a rodent. Some folks are trying to tell us that they are marsupials. Also, they do not carry rabies. I didn't realize that. And a, another person told us that they can be helpful in creating anti-venom for snake bites because they can get bitten over and over again by poisonous snakes and not die? I didn't know that. I've heard that about the mongoose. Apparently the mongoose and the cobra is a great fight because the mongoose has some natural thing where the cobra venom doesn't hurt it. Huh. Is that like honey badger stuff? Maybe. Maybe the honey badger's yeah, got some of that, Yeah, remember when Tyron Matthew came out? Everybody was so fascinated with the honey badger. Yeah. I'm like going watching honey badger videos and kill things and stuff. It was supposed to be like, it was like the angriest, most vicious animal on earth. Yeah. Based on whatever they were looking at. So yeah, we've yeah. had some weird conversations today, but that's uh, about par for us. Uh, third <laughs> hour starts with uh, a good beat. What was that, Zay? What'd you have for the people uh, today? The MC by Wale. Wale? Yeah, Wale from D.C., Solid rapper came out during the blog era with like Wiz Khalifa and Big okay. Crit and Big Sean Currency, all those guys, and um, signed with Rick Ross label MMG. Yeah, good rapper. He okay. really likes Seinfeld. He's dropped a few albums called like More About Nothing and About Nothing and stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah, pretty catchy. Pretty catchy. A nerdy Seinfeld yeah. fan rapper. I like that. Uh, Wale getting us started this hour. We hope you're having a good one. Continue to send us your thoughts. On the Texas spring game, there's a lot of uh, a lot of reactions we've had coming in on uh, on the spring game. Different takes on the game. We've had some, you know, some positives. We've had some negatives. We've had uh, the kind of the ups and downs of it. Honestly, Zay, I think this one, this one, I think wraps up the quarterbacks pretty good. Tell me what you think. This text says Quinn looked pretty good. Malik looked really good. He will make Quinn better for sure, which is good for us, and he will be ready when the time comes. Arch looked like a freshman still learning the speed of the college game. Yeah. That sounds fair. Yeah, I'm with that. Yeah. Um, Give me your thoughts just on the quarterbacks. Would you agree with me that it all laid out pretty well in terms of a Texas fan looking for positive quarterback news and not looking for, like, extra, you know, social media fodder? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
we know the history with Texas quarterbacks. Usually a guy gets knocked out, and you're going to have to replace him, whether that's a couple of games, a couple of possessions, who knows. But you're going to need somebody behind Quinn Ewers to get the job done. And I think we have a guy that could do that in Malik Murphy. Now, we really didn't see what those quarterbacks are really made of because it's not a live game. They can't be right. hit. Like, when you take that shot, a certain shot, certain guys get up, certain guys don't. And certain guys, you know, after taking that shot, they could stay in the pocket and could take another one and stay calm and cool, be Roethlisberger style, and still throw darts and still get the job done and push the ball up the field. And some guys, their eyes start wandering. Once a guy starts coming, they start scrambling. And I think that's where you look at Arch, just, you know, the pace of the game. He has mm-hmm. to really get used to that. And he will. His time will come. But now – you know, Quinn Ewers and seeing from the Alamo Bowl and seeing how good he looked there throwing over 300 yards, you knew that just, man, Sark, just put him in the right spots. And I've been so big on that all last year. As bad as Quinn Ewers was at times, I do not think Sark put him in the right situations to be successful as a guy that had the lack of reps that he did at the time being a redshirt freshman. Hmm. He just didn't. And Sark has to do a way better job at that. Now, the talent helps a lot with that this year. The talent last year wasn't where it should have been. But we know a lot of guys were hurt from Isaiah Neo, everybody being moved around, et cetera. Didn't give the ball to B. B. Uh, John Robinson nearly enough, even yeah. though he still won the Doak Walker Award. Yeah, didn't so, utilize what they had right. at times, too. Yeah, Right. So... Now, C.J. Baxter, we haven't really talked about him much. He had one nice run. He had that touchdown. Which pretty good, yeah. He could have got in on the third down. I know Deshard Choice <laughs> got after him on the sideline when he scored. But, you know, it's same with Arch Manning. Him just learning the pace of the game, figuring things out. All that stuff will come. But at the end of the day, solid spring game. Nobody got hurt. And you saw the promise of why this team could win the Big 12 when December comes. By the way, real quick credit to somebody that maybe you wouldn't think about, but uh, number 49, Thatcher Milton, the guy that caught the first pass that Arch Manning threw, you talk about going all out to make sure that ball got caught. That play went like eight yards, by the way. Mm. It was not a great throw from Arch Manning. He would tell you that. But Milton, it felt like Milton was thinking, okay, if I don't catch this, they're going to kick me off this team. Like, you really (laughs) – did you – I mean, I was like, he had to dive all the way out to his left to make that catch. The other thing with Arch is um, the, you know, Peyton and Eli, they even joked about it on the TV broadcast, I'm sure radio as well at times, but, you know, Peyton and Eli are not known as the most incredible athletes. But we all remember through the years that – a, if you saw Archie Manning play, he could move. He moved a lot. Yeah. But also, out of those three brothers, they always told us that Cooper was the best athlete. The medical conditions stopped him from playing, but I enjoyed what I saw. And again, you can't take anything out of the plays itself. You don't learn a lot there. But I do like his functional mobility. Arch definitely seems to be able to move when he needs to. I think he's going to be good. He seemed like he was able to, you know, shift in the pocket a little bit. Once we, once it gets to him with live reps down the road somewhere, we'll see how it, you know, all that works out. But we didn't get to see enough of him throwing the ball. I think to get a real sense of what, of what he really is. Yeah, he was going against a lot of first team guys too. 
Yeah. So the pressure was there. And, yeah, I li- like what you said, just the athleticism, that's there too. Kind of reminds you of Trevor Lawrence in that way, just him being that tall. Yeah, that's not bad. Having yeah. a little bit of giddy up that kind of surprises you. But, yeah, just the natural things that every quarterback needs, going through your progressions, seeing that, okay, if A's not there, if B's not there, then let me take C which is mm-hmm. the easy throw, not the home runs, things that Quinn Ewers still needs to work on. But, yeah, just I depth everywhere. That's so important when you're trying to win a championship, when you're trying to go to the SEC, you're trying to have a good ball club. You need guys just throughout the lineups at every position. If anybody goes out, be able to bring him in and not have much of a fall-off, if any fall-off at all. And – that's what we were used to in the early 2000s with those Mac groups, and that's what we need to start getting used to now, especially going to mm-hmm. the SECs. So I'm, I'm with it. I, I love what we saw on Saturday, even though it was brief and we can't take much out of it, but I saw enough. The other thing, one little thing I would bring up with the two quarterbacks. So there was a little they, – they each were a little – they each had a swing pass out to the right – one was Ewers trying to throw it to Xavier Worthy, the one that was a little behind him. The ball went down, and they told Worthy to go cover it because it might have been down the line. The other was Malik Murphy just throwing a little swing out to C.J. Baxter. Murphy hit his and put it right where it needed to be, and the one from Ewers was a little behind. That's the kind of thing I'd be on number three about. Those are the things that need to just – let's just dial that up. That ball needs to be right there. And they'll tell him about it. In, in film, but that's the kind of stuff I always look for. Everybody loves the deep stuff down the field. I love those little routes. When they're thrown perfectly, it creates the play. That's what Quinn Ewers needs to work on, too. The little short stuff. A, Sark's got to call more of it for him to get him more comfortable with it, but he's got to start hitting those perfectly because he's got freaks out there, Zay. He's got freaks he can put, put it in their hands. Xavier Worthy, get him in space, that's cool, but make him turn all the way back where he doesn't want to turn – and then the play just stops. So just little stuff like that to work on that they will continue to develop. But I like both those guys. I think three and one, I'm not sure if they're still roommates or not or whatever, it feels like they've both matured in this offense and things have slowed slowed down for both of them. Yeah, one thing Steve Sarkeesian's preached about this season with Xavier Worthy is – when he has the ball in his hands, being more aggressive. Same JT Sanders, all those guys, you know. And Zayda Worthy, he was going out of bounds on one play, and he lowered his head, mm-hmm. and he delivered a lot of that boom. And for a guy of his stature, that's impressive. You know, if you want to get to that next level, that's what they're looking for in the NFL. They're looking for those guys that are fighting for the extra yards, even though you might be a smaller guy. Show your toughness. Show that you could play on the next level, and this is a huge year for him. If he wants to get to where he needs to go, this is the year he could enter the draft. So mm-hmm. that's your that's everybody's aspirations when they get to the University of Texas. How are you going to get me to the league? How are you going to get me to achieve my dream? And I think for a lot of guys, even Jordan Whittington, who quietly was excellent on Saturday, you know, I think people are going to forget about him just because we're so used to, you know, we want to talk about these new guys coming in. Him being a fifth-year senior, talk about knowing the game. Talk about knowing exactly what Steve Sarkeesian mm-hmm. wants out of you. The leadership, that's going to go a long way. And now he's with all these other guys around him, he's able to get one-on-one matchups, play his natural position, and we're going to see Jay Witt thrive. 
Yeah, it's going to be an impressive, uh, impressive group theoretically. We'll see what happens as they head to Tuscaloosa after one game because that's the second game of the year. What will it look like? What will they show us against Rice? Will the nation be really excited about the Texas receivers headed to Tuscaloosa? We shall see. We're only uh, now 138 days away from the first Texas Longhorn game. Uh, obviously a lot of reaction there. The text line's been fired up all day. 337-3776. Somebody texted in. We were just talking about him. Jay Witt could be this year's Duvernay. Interesting comment there. This one says, as a lifetime Longhorn fan, I don't want to hear anything about Texas being back until they win the Big 12 championship. I don't care how many games they win this season. I don't care how good they look. I will not be a believer until somebody puts the Big 12 championship trophy in Sark's hands. I'm telling you. That's the that's the line for them. That's the bar. I like it. I'd set the bar in a different spot. I've said it's nine wins, but there are a lot of Longhorn fans. Zay, I know you're in this group. There are some Longhorn fans that are saying Jerry World is the boundary. you got to be in the game. And there are others going where this listener is going, saying, no, 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 not go to the game. Win the game. That hardware has to come back to Austin for some fans to be happy with 2023. Yeah, I mean, the schedule favors you. This is the last year in the Big 12. Why not go out with a bang? Mm-hmm. Why not go out with that momentum going to the SEC? That's huge, man. You know, That's huge. Don't you know Brett Yormark would love to present that trophy oh, to yeah. Texas or Oklahoma? Oh, he was salty when he was presenting the trophy in Kansas City for basketball. Salty sell. Uh, he was not happy. No, he was not no, thrilled. Raise that shin, Brett. <laughs> raise that shin. Put a smile on that face, son. That's right. All that money we brought in. Come on. Turn that Big 12 frown upside down. Yeah, I what are you trying to hear that. What are you doing? Petty self. Texas fans, let us know what you thought of the spring game. Also, we talked some NBA playoffs. Zay, I have not seen any updates on either John Morant or the Greek Freak today. Have you seen anything? I have not. Not looking good. Yeah, both teams uh, are concerned about him. It's a hand injury with Ja. You probably saw him run off the court. Man, I hated that for that game. What a game that had developed into. And, I mean, I watched every second of it, Zay. I made sure I had it on the DVR so I didn't lose it. And then five minutes to go, he hits the deck. That sucked. And we'd avoided the Anthony Davis thing by then. It looked like Anthony Davis was going to ruin that whole game by getting hurt, and then he's okay. And then he kept coming, and then all, and then Hachimura and Reeves go crazy for the Lakers, and they're looking good, and Jaws, jaw, and then he hit the ground and it was out. That sucked. I hope he's okay. Yeah, definitely, because I want the series to go seven, and it seems like if John Moran's not able to play – and you already don't have Steven Adams, you already don't have Brandon Clark, two huge pieces to this Grizzlies team, it seems like it could be a sweep now because LeBron wasn't good. And you got your best defender on him. Well, you might have wanted to switch him off on Austin Reeves or D'Angelo Russell, who had a really good game. D'Angelo Russell. He was good, too. He has yep. he has a lot. He has a Quinn Ewers in him. Just a, like that too cool. I know I'm so skilled mm-hmm. that there's a lot of things that I don't have to do by the book, but I could still be effective. When he's locked in, it's it's impressive. And it just looks way too smooth. I know people hate it because when he's not playing well, it looks like he doesn't give a damn. Right. <laughs> not like Quinn yours. It looks like apathy. Yeah. It you, lo- you, you know. You exactly. Like then when you're bringing Rui Hachimura off the bench and he's doing that, like, what? What do you want? So I don't know where they're going to go if John Morant's not able to play. I mean, Tyus Jones, he is one of the best backups in the league, has the best assist-to-turnover ratio for the last five seasons, which is incredible. 
the Duke guy. He could play, but he ain't no Ja. He ain't no All NBA right. Pro All Star guy like. And Tom it was Hernandez. his shooting hand, correct? I don't know for sure. Okay, because when he ran off the court, I couldn't quite tell, but it felt like it was the right hand for him. Uh, also, a, 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 a bit of a lesser player, but hopefully Tyler Hero's okay for no, Miami. He's out four six weeks, broken hand. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Yep. That, Trying to hustle, diving for the ball, broke that, his hand. That sucks. Now, and that was obviously so that series is uh, you know this injury both ways. Now Miami would take that swap if it's he's got to be out, but the freak is out too. They'll take that. Uh, but we'll see how those injuries affect things tonight in the NBA. Brooklyn and Philly. You got any reason to believe Brooklyn's hanging in this thing? No, they don't have any star power, man. They play hard. They have some of the best role players in the league. You know, Doran Finley-Smith, one of the best role players yeah. in the I league. Miss him. You, I know, I miss him I know as a Mavs fan. Mikel Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, all four of those guys are incredible role players. Yeah. And the Sixers have guys that have won MVPs, and it's going to win MVP, like James Harden, who looks locked in, mm-hmm. 23 points, 13 assists. I told you last week, Tobias Harris, if, they, if he could give them anything, then that takes the Sixers to a whole new level. You know Joel Embiid's going to get his, Tyrese Maxey, the Nets, they're just completely outmatched, and I think they're going to get swept. Yeah, this one feels like it's uh, Philly. We'll see if that continues tonight. And then Sacramento trying to win both games at home to really force Golden State's hand, and we all know how that math works. If Golden State loses tonight, well then they got to win four out of the next five games, and they'll have to win in Sacramento obviously to get that done. If they even it up tonight, though, some of that calms down. Do you think they bounce back? I do. I don't think anybody has ever said this. Steph Curry took a bad shot at the end of the game. Wow. That feels weird coming out of my mouth. Other than Dell, I don't think anybody's ever said that. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm sure along the way Dell told him because he's trying to teach him, but yeah, you're right. That one-foot floater, I get it. Greatest shooter of all time, if anyone was to shoot a floater – Cool, it should be you, right? But you have about three seconds left. You can get off a normal shot, which again, you're the best three point shooter ever. That's a better percentage than that one foot floater. I don't know if he didn't, if he wasn't aware of the time. Yeah, I feel like he rushed it. And And he doesn't do that. He doesn't. Yeah, that's that was odd. Yeah, that was very odd. And they let one get away, but I. Andrew Wiggins, he had a chance to take the lead, 124-123. I knew he was going to miss that, just the rust. Like, that's a tough shot to hit when you haven't played in 20-something games. But, yeah, I think the Warriors bounce back tonight. Championship mentality. Two NBA games tonight. They'll start spreading those series out where it's uh, maybe two or three each night. So, tonight it's that Philly series and Sacramento, those two home teams trying to go 2 Oh, everything's on TNT tonight. Up next, we'll tell you why today matters on this April 17th, including the birthday over the weekend of an Austin area legend that you may not know about, plus some other goat-type characters that had birthdays over the weekend. Uh, If you want to react to the spring game, continue to do so. Specs text line 337-3776. This is The Horn. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. 
Chad and Zay. I'm just sitting in the studio, just trying to get to you, baby. That's a good start. Trying to get her from the studio. That can work sometimes, depending on how you do it. I do not recognize it, though, Zay. Do I have a shot here? Nah, zero. Okay. So we got Schoolboy Q featuring BJ, the Chicago kid. Studio. Schoolboy Q, like the letter Q? Yeah. Okay. Schoolboy Q. Schoolboy Q, he's from LA. Okay. He's from uh, he's in the crew TDE record label which Kendrick Lamar used to be in. They're tight, but okay. Kendrick Lamar is now doing his own thing. Gotcha. Yeah. Kendrick's had a little success. Yeah, a little bit. He could do his own thing. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Makes okay. Sense now. Yeah, yeah it does make sense. sense. Yeah. Uh Schoolboy Q, Chicago, The Emotions, White Lion, and Dio have all been a part of the show today. Plus the Wale beat got us started this hour. Tomorrow, or it's not tomorrow. This week, coming up on Thursday, we're gonna hit the L section of the music in the album swap. I'm listening to Lil Wayne's The Carter album from 04. And uh, I got Zay listening to Living Color, the uh, the first record, Vivid from Living Color. I know he'll know Cult of Personality. I want to know what he thinks of the rest of that album. I'm a big fan. All right, so we'll get into that on Thursday. Hope you're having a great start to your week. Lots of spring game talk. Uh, reaction from the Longhorn Spring Game. We'll get a couple birthdays out here, and we'll jump back into that discussion. Let's go uh, Why Today Matters, April 17th. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, as long as we were just talking rap, uh, yesterday was the 30th birthday, Zay, of somebody I've been told to listen to, Chance the Rapper. Are you into any of Chance the Rapper stuff? Yeah, yes and no. A buddy of mine told me there's an album I should listen to. Yeah, I liked him when he smoked cigarettes. He quit, and he hasn't been the same. Really? He had, a, he had an album called Acid Rap. That's where he became really famous, and he was always talking about smoking cigarettes on there, which I don't wish that on anyone, but he was talking about it, and the album was incredible. Mm. That You think became, it might have been the cigarettes? I don't know. Okay. He was just talking about it a lot. But he's famous, and he's big time. I just... Nothing will ever be as good as acid rap to me. Okay. My buddy told me to listen to, is it Coloring Book? Is an album something about Coloring See that, Book? Uh, Coloring Book never did anything. Not into me. that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, understand, I, will, I will allow your cigarette comment because that's the way I feel about Metallica and alcohol. I really feel yeah. like since they got off the alcohol, things have changed. <laughs> I'm happy for him. <laughs> yeah, you always wish him the best. But I feel like the music is not reflecting. Yeah. Same that, with Eminem. When Eminem got off the drugs, oh, it was a different M. God, that first album after that. <laughs> wow. It's a different M. Totally different. Totally different. Uh, so happy birthday to Chance the Rapper yesterday. Cat Osterman had a birthday yesterday. Get this goat list. Cat Osterman, Selena would have had a birthday yesterday. Bill Belichick had a birthday yesterday. And Kareem had a birthday yesterday. Oh, that's goaded for sure. Come on now. It's a big-time goat group. Also, I wanted to give a little love to a local legend, and I'd never heard this part of the story. Now, again, it's coming from Wikipedia, so take it for what it's worth. But a lot of people may know that Dick Night Train Lane is from Austin. Night Train was born in born in this area, and he went to Anderson High School. What? Back in the day when it was a segregated high school. Okay. But here's the part I'd never heard, Zay. And by the way, he he passed away in, in 02. 
would have been 95 years old yesterday. Night Train Lane is the product of a pimp father and a prostitute mother. Oh. The father convinced the mother to throw him away. She put him in a dumpster as a baby. He was crying. Somebody heard it. They thought it was a cat in the dumpster. It was Night Train Lane. A woman named Lane, who already had kids, adopts him, takes, takes him as her own, raises him, and he goes on to become a Hall of Famer. Wow. And become one of the most famous, legendary, feared defensive players ever. So if you've ever wondered why Dick Night Train Lane tackled people the way he did, I might do that too if somebody treated me like that when I was a baby. For real. I'd never heard that story. But shout out to Dick Night Train Lane, a legend from this area, and he would have had a birthday yesterday. All right, so um, Zay, in addition to all of that, today matters because it is overreaction day for the spring game uh, for anybody and everybody. There's a ton of spring games that happened over the weekend. If you want to go silly on ESPN+, Plus, you can watch way too many. Longhorns, Aggies, Virginia Tech. I saw Virginia, Clemson, Bama. Georgia. I didn't watch them. I just saw the logo. Georgia, yeah. LSU, Ole Miss, all kinds. Mississippi State. Um, anything we haven't hit from the Texas spring game that, that you wanted to get to? Um, or have we covered it all? I mean, there's always so much more we could really nitpick. I thought, you know, no Cole Hudson, no Connor Robinson. So, mm-hmm. you know, those guys were huge last year on that offensive line. DJ Campbell, Cam Williams. Now they're going to be just thrown into the mix. And you've heard so much about Cam Williams and how physical he is. And it just kind of goes back to the depth on everywhere. Yeah. See, that's another thing I don't know how to assess offensive line ever really in a spring game because when they're letting those guys run free at Arch Manning, I'm wondering, okay, is that because you're second and third string and they're first team? No, it's tough to tell. Or is it because there's there's a concern that needs to come up around that situation? Or is that on the quarterback? Because he didn't read something right. That's where I can – those I don't know how to take sometimes in a spring game. Yeah, and that's fair. And – You know, just with the depth that you see everywhere, it gives you confidence. It should give this whole coaching staff confidence to where they could play the way they want to, not worry about injuries. And if someone someone were to get hurt, you're not adjusting just to protect that person filling in that spot. You should be able to just jump in and roll with the machine. That's just the way it should Mm be. And. What I saw throughout Saturday and what just was reassuring was that, that there will be guys coming off the bench. Like, think about all the players who didn't play. Jalen Catalan, Casey Kane, Keelan Robinson. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of guys that you expect to play some big-time minutes next year that didn't touch the field. Jonathan Brooks. (laughs) Like, so many guys didn't touch the field that you expect to make some – Big time plays next year. Did you say Nair? Because Nair, were, no, I say right? Nair. He didn't I play. Didn't even say yeah, him. Exactly. Play. So yeah. the list goes on. I'm sure there's more that I forgot to say and forgot to mention. But yeah, man, it's everything that you could have got out of it in a positive way. I think you did. And the nitpicking stuff. Sure, there was things from you know certain Quinn passes to just offensive line, defensive line mistakes, letting, the, letting guys get to the quarterback and stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, all that stuff is going to be cleaned up. you got more guys coming in 
freshmen that haven't touched down on campus yet Mm -hmm. in the summer. And it's exciting to be a Texas Longhorn right now. The other thing I kept thinking of watching some of the – we talked about some of the little little swing passes earlier. I like seeing those, the end around to Jontae Cook. I think some of those plays are important because I still don't – Again, if we couldn't trust Steve Sarkeesian and the the offensive coaches to truly commit to a run game when it was those guys running the ball, what makes us think they're going to do it in 2023? I think they need cute ways to run the ball. They need need the swing pass to take the place of a run. They need the end around to take the place. This Debo Samuel thing that's being mentioned about uh, Savion Red and Jordan Whittington, go with that idea. Watch and in you know the story about him going to San Francisco and, and hanging out with Shanahan a little bit. Yes, run like they run. R- get put a badass physical run and then then cover it in a whole bunch of football stuff. Cover it in motion and pre-snap scheming and all of that. That I think is where Sark needs to be focused. We kept saying it all last year. It's not that he's being too cute. He's just not being cute enough consistently. He's got to keep that going. Keep that mind rolling and think of all different ways to throw and think of new ways to run because he's not going to be a hand it to a guy 20 times kind of coach. We just know that. Yeah, and there's so much that you can't tell what we saw on Saturday. Like, has the second half lapses? Has that been changed yet? We don't know. Yeah. Remember all those uh, scoring 30-something in the first half and then kicking a field goal in the second, squeezing out games, barely winning, losing games because of that. And went into a shell. Yeah. That's the thing. Stay aggressive. Just stay with it. Just go. You know, and that's the talent, you know, like what the great Bucky Gobble says on B&E, sometimes the talent just overshades the coaching. Yeah. To where whatever you call, it don't matter because I'm going against you I'm better. If you're a corner right. and I'm a receiver, I'm better than you because that's what you recruited. That's why it's so important to have those top five classes year in and year out. Nick Saban, we call him the go. It ain't just X's and O's with that guy. It can't be. That's just not what that's just right. not what it is. It can't be. He has dudes. Yep. Will Anderson, that's a dude. Bryce Young, that's a dude. They're fighting for both of those guys of being number one, number two. They don't know where. The whole draft's mucked up because guys like that. That's what you want down here. And we're slowly getting there. In year three, it's looking better and better. And you got to be excited. You have to be. I I'm, I see y'all drinking the Kool-Aid. I ain't drinking it. Don't pass me none of that. Yeah. I'll pass that to somebody You're else. You're going to wait. You're going to wait. wait. I will wait. wait. Okay. But I could see y'all drinking it. I don't fault y'all drinking it. It's you're, cool. You're Sip gonna, up. You're going to wait till Anthony Hill is running after a guy wearing a rice exactly. jersey? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, that's fair. And if I'm a Texas fan, there's two guys – just watching the spring game, two guys that I'm hoping I get to see when it matters. Because if you do get to see them, then it does mean you're getting these badass freshmen in. And that's Jontae Cook on one side and Hill on the other. To see them make a play or two against Rice, I feel like that's going to happen. I feel like that will be a part of it. Because that's what you want. You Because that, that's what Nick Saban's doing. That's what Dabo started doing at Clemson where you'd be like, wait, who's this guy? Yeah, he's a freshman. Is he? Yeah. The one going down the sideline for a touchdown? Yeah, he's a freshman. Was well, a big game. Yeah, I know he's that good. Cool. That's what you <laughs> that's what you want as a fan. And Texas fans have seen too many of those guys not get used over the years where you go, oh, look at that guy. He's a freak and he's averaging this, but you only gave him so many touches. 
that's gotta that's the part that's gotta change. Well, I'm still salty that Tom Herman didn't use Bijan Robinson the way he should have been used his freshman year. Yeah. You serious? I'm mad at what Sark did, but Sark did way better than what he did better. Tommy yeah. did. It's kind of a low bar, but yeah. It was yes. <laughs> yeah, very low. But yeah, no, absolutely. You should be upset as a fan. You want to see the you want to see the tools get used. All right, that's why today matters on this April 17th. Texas fans continue to react on the Specs text line 337-3776. Harge and Rod and Patrick will pick up that discussion at three o'clock and keep taking your thoughts on the Texas spring game. Coming up next, stems and seeds. If you missed the biggest NFL news of the day, it's in the Cowboys division and it involves a lot of money. We'll tell you about it on the horn. Chad and Zay. Thank you, fellas. Cypress Hill. Yeah, that's too easy. <laughs> All right, but this is not the one that a lot of people would normally play. What's this song? Uh, How I Could Just Kill a Man. Oh, okay. Cypress Hill is Insane in the Membrane as well? Yeah. That's them? Okay. Yeah, this is their other hit. Yeah. Cypress Hill. High level of respect for Cypress Hill? Oh, huge. Yeah? They're big? Huge. Okay. Yeah, they're one of the first, uh, I guess, weed rap. Weed rap. Talk about marijuana in their lyrics a lot. Also, for the Latin community, B-Rail, DJ Muggs. What part of those guys are part Mexican. What part part of the world are they from? California, LA. Okay. Yeah. Cypress Hill, Schoolboy Q, Chicago, The Emotions, White Lion, and Dio have all been on the show today, along with that Wale beat to get the hour started. We hope you are having a great Monday. Remember, coming up, it's Ball Don't Lie with Rod and Hards. Then Soccer Matters at 7 for your programming notes, if you have not realized it yet. Insincerious with Patrick Davis and the crew has moved from Monday nights to Thursday nights. Still going to be at 8 o'clock most of the year for you, but Insincerious has moved to Thursday nights. Uh, Glenn has uh, a little bit to talk about with Soccer Matters. I know some Austin FC folks are not thrilled with a nil-nil tie coming out of the weekend. So that's coming up at 7. If you missed the big NFL story of the day, let's throw that into stems and seeds and see where we go. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. The number is $255 million for Jalen Hurts. His five-year extension makes him the highest-paid NFL player in history by average salary, and he gets a no-trade clause. First time the Eagles have ever had a player with a no-trade clause, ever. Franchise history. That's how much they dig Jalen Hurts. So it's official, Zay. If the Cowboys get B. John Robinson and you become a fan, then you, like me and all the Cowboy fans listening, we're all going to have to deal with Jalen Hurts for a while. Is that how it works? Wow. I'm still going to like Jalen Hurts. Dude, I hate how much I love his story. Oh, man. It's I incredible. hate it. Every Think of every place he's played. I do not like Bama. I do not like OU. And I certainly do not like the Eagles. But that guy is impressive enough that I kind of feel good for him. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think about just 
the longevity because he lowers his head. Sirianni, they designed so many run first plays for him. Will he be able to do that for years to come? And like you said, just his personality from him losing his spot in Bama and then saying, you know what? I need to be better. I lost my spot because I wasn't good enough. Tua was better than me. That's why he took my spot. Go on to Oklahoma, redefine his arm with Lincoln Mm -hmm. Riley. And when he was debating this money and was like, yo, y'all need to pay me this. They're like, I don't know if your arm's good enough. I'll make it good enough. How do you not believe him? Yeah. How about these numbers to go with what you're saying? In his second year as a starter, he went from 19th to 4th in QBR. He's at 66.4 now. And 26th to 11th in completion percentage, up to 66.5%. What do we always talk about? 65% a big number in the NFL. He also took the average time before throw from 3.12 to 2.76%. That took him from 31st in the league to 16th. Zay, we said it from the moment he walked in the door. You know he's going to work. You know it. You knew he was going to work. Whether it was going to work is another thing. It's both, the, both those things are happening now. He's put the work in. Now it's working, and he's turning himself into the NFL quarterback you'd want. So now the Eagles can make the argument of, yeah, he does put himself in those situations, but he's also getting better at all the stuff that will help protect him. Right. And they did what they needed to do by providing talent around him. Mm-hmm. When they lost to your Buccaneers a couple of years ago, they didn't have enough talent. Who they get? One of the top receivers in the NFL, A.J. Brown. Yep. He took them to another stratosphere. Yeah. So they had 2,000-yard receivers last year with Smith and Brown. And they got Smith a couple more years on that contract. They'll probably tag his ass. God, why a, not? What a great why, draft pick that was. Why not? Like I hate how good a pick that was for them. Oh, it was ridiculous. It drives me crazy that that made so much sense. Do one the Heisman. Come on. Yeah, and, and then you always talk about that little speech he gave at the end of the year after the Bucks beat them. It's it one almost, of my favorite speeches. It had like that Tim Tebow quality to it when Tebow went off after that loss and they go and win the national title. It was just this, this calmness of, oh, no, no, we're going to work now. My offseason starts right now. Uh, right now. Ain't if, nobody going to work harder than me. Oh, my God. I'm going to have everybody locked in and prepared. Yep. So now let's see what happens with the with the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson and anybody that might be interested in Lamar Jackson. Guaranteed money list. Watson gets 230. Kyler Murray got 189.5. And now Jalen Hurts gets 179.3. Guaranteed. Man, you know when they want to give black quarterbacks a job in the NFL? Now we got three making top tier money in the league. Love it. That's three. And on the alts, and then for the highest average, Zay, one is Hertz, two is Aaron Rodgers, three is Russell Wilson. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. 49 mil for Russ, 50.3 for A Rod, and 51 million now for Jalen Hurts. Boy, oh boy. Holy moly. All right. Rod and Hart's coming up, continuing to break down the Texas spring game. Let them know what you thought on the Specs text line, 337-3776. Then Soccer Matters is after that at 7. We'll talk to you tomorrow for a Tuesday show. Enjoy the NBA tonight. Enjoy the start of the NHL playoffs as well. Stay safe. See ya.